0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another week at Faith Over Fear. This week, we're going to be talking about seeking righteousness. And so, to start with it, I I have the Google definition here it says the quality of being morally right or justifiable. And then similar words to it was goodness and virtue, which I found interesting because one of our first episodes, we were talking about freedoms and morality and standards. And virtue was something that continually pop- popped up when you talk about freedom of people. And so virtue is behavior showing high moral standards. So when you when you partner a word similar to righteousness, is so virtue and righteousness is, are similar words Virtue is, being, is behavior, excuse me, showing high moral standards, and then the quality of being morally right or justifiable is righteousness. So I would say that the quality of being morally right, that's setting high standards. So, like, morally speaking, what standards are you living by? Are they high moral standards? Which, as Christians, we should be living by biblical standards, which would give us high moral standards, Right. And so there's a couple things that's happened over the last few weeks that got me to kind of want to talk about righteousness and what we as believers should do and what the church should do when it comes to some of the things that we're struggling with in society. So a few weeks ago, the first thing that really set me off was I saw a pastor. It was a a woman out of Iowa, and she was preaching and praying and That God was the God of pronouns, and that God creates men and women and transgender men and women, and that He makes them intentional that way, and that it's not from sinful nature or sinful desires. And said that she used the story of Joseph in his coat of many colors. And how he ran away from Potiphar's wife and said that the reason why he went ran from Potiphar's wife is because of the coat of many colors and God had foreseen what he was going to do. So she was implying that Joseph was homosexual with the coat of many colors. And that's why he went ran from Potiphar's wife. Not because he was a godly man, not because he was respectful of a marriage, but because he was... He was gay is what she was implying, or at least what I got out of it. I don't know how else you could read that. So you've got one woman there in Iowa. She's preaching that homosexuality is fine. Transgender's fine. All the LGBTQ plus is fine. It's okay. You know, whatever. And so obviously we've talked about that before on this podcast, and I don't really want to go too far down that path today because, again, I want to talk about righteousness and so um, I was talking with my brother, and we, I mean, we talk about these things all the time about how there's pastors in the church that are changing scripture to fit what they think is right or the way that I guess quote unquote American Christians want to see it as. And so they're more acceptive of homosexuality as that not just the people, but the sin, along with transgenderism, along with. There's even pastors with abortion, and they, I mean, there's just there's so many things that are corrupt in the in in the church, and we pervert the word to match what we want. So that was these hearing these pastors and hearing these churches kind of go down that that path is is one thing, and then the second thing outside of the church, just from a nation standpoint, is and I know most people, if you're listening to this, I know everyone at this point has heard what's going on with Disney in Florida, and so. That was another thing that kind of made me think about, you know, righteousness. So Disney, because a couple of employees didn't like the bill that was passed in Florida about not teaching children up to third grade about gender identity and sexual preferences, which we shouldn't. There was employees in Disney that were upset about it. So they pushed the company to make a big deal about it. And so now Disney has decided to jump into politics and jump into not just what's going on in the state, but they said that they were going to fight against it in the whole country as a whole. And the thing is, is one, majority of America agrees that that garbage should be left out of the classroom. You're not going to hear many people argue against that. That's that's a majority... um, Majority of people agree on keeping that stuff out of our kids' classrooms. So that's the first thing. Second thing is Disney is an entertainment company for children. They are supposed to be giving content to kids relative to what kids see in, you know, ages three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All of this stuff that they're seeing is not what's was not in kids' lives and it shouldn't be. But saying all that, what got me to righteousness is, is so they think that they're right in the stance that they're taking. Whether you agree or disagree with them, they think that they are right. And so they've pursued this path because of what they think they're doing is right. And so I started, again, I started thinking about, well, one, obviously, from a biblical standpoint, they're not right, they're wrong. And as a believer myself, i I. Uh, obviously disagree with the stance that Disney's taken, but I wanted to, so I, I just started thinking about, well, more so of just not agreeing or, or disagreeing with them or standing against or whatever, more so like what, so what does like, how do we oppose them in a loving way? And so that's why this past week righteousness fell on my heart and my mind. And so I started thinking about like in my life, Every single day of my life, and I'm not perfect, I mess up every single day, but every day of my life, I try to seek righteousness. I try to seek a life worthy of the Father. You know, I, I dive into the word, I dive into worship, I dive into prayer, I still mess up. You know, I struggle with things every day, just like, you know, everybody else, but I try to seek righteousness. And so I wanted to kind of go, what what is righteousness? And then tie it into the church and us as believers. So. Like I, like I said, the, the definition of righteousness was the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Virtue is a similar word, and it's a behavior showing high moral standards. And so for Christians, the one thing that I want us to really get out of this is, as a believer, righteousness is not about us being right. Okay? And, and that's the thing that I want to be very, very clear on. Righteousness is not about us being right. Righteousness comes from biblical standards that we should be striving for every single day, and I'm going to give you scripture as we go through this on in, on what I mean and 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 examples throughout scripture of what this what this looks like. So again, righteousness is not us being right. It's not an "I told you so." Okay, it's not a you know you look at Disney. And, you know, now they've gotten their tax exemption status taken from them. They're losing their self-governance They're You know, a lot of a lot of bad things are happening to them on their grounds, you know, but us as believers. And again, I said majority of Americans don't agree with this message. Well, now it's kind of coming back to hurt Disney. And so righteousness is not us sitting back saying, ha, I told you so. I told you that Americans didn't want this. I told you that majority of your um, audience didn't like this. And, and boom, here it is. This is what's happened. That's, that's not righteousness. Okay, that's not righteousness. And something else that I want to go into, and again, Disney ties into this, and we all do this, so don't get me wrong, is righteousness is not what we believe to be right necessarily from a worldly view, and then, therefore, boom, it's righteousness, right? So, like, what I mean is just because I may think it's right, if it doesn't align biblically, if it's just something that I, my personal preference, what I see being right outside of biblical standards is not righteousness. That is what just what I think is right. See, righteousness comes from a life of faith in God. And we learn these things, and we learn what what God sees as righteousness through Scripture. So again, the main thing I really want to get before we start getting into the Scripture is righteousness is not about us as humans being right, because we are not righteous. Okay? As as individuals, as humans, we're not righteous. Anything righteous comes from the Father. It comes from living a life dedicated to the Father. And I'm going to get into it. And I want to start with... Um, Psalms 112 Obviously this is David speaking He says Praise the Lord Blesses the man who fears the Lord Who delights greatly in his commandments See so he's giving you He's giving you Examples of what righteousness Looks like So righteousness is not necessarily an action That we take It's an action from faith in the Father So as we continue on He says His descendants will be mighty on the earth The generation of upright will be blessed Wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever unto the unto the upright there arises light in the darkness he is gracious and full of compassion and righteous a good man deals graciously and lends he will guide his affairs with discretion surely he will never be shaken the righteous will be in everlasting remembrance he will not be afraid of evil tidings his heart is steadfast Trusting in the Lord, and that's verse seven. And so, this is again the the whole scripture. He's giving you examples of what it looks like to be righteous, and he repeatedly says his, his right, this righteousness will be everlasting. And the note I wanted: to, the reason why this righteousness will be everlasting is because God is everlasting. And so, through this scripture, David is saying that if you live a life steadfast and trusting in the Lord then the righteousness will last forever because the father lasts forever. And so picking up in verse eight, it says his heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. There it is again. It endures forever because you are living a godly life. You're, you're trusting in the father. You're staying steadfast in what the word says. It says, his horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. And so right there through that scripture, David gives us examples of what righteousness looks like. And again, it's not necessarily an action that we can take. See, the actions of a righteous man are just signs of the Father. So when you live a biblical life, when you live a life with high standards, high biblical standards, our actions show God's righteousness, not our own. See, we can't obtain righteousness in our own doing, in our own works. We obtain righteousness by being in obedience with the Father, by surrendering our lives to the Father, by dedicating our lives to His will. That's where righteousness comes from. And so there was an article I read. It was on Christianity.com, and I'll share the link. It says, no man can be justified by his own works apart from God's ordinance. And, that, so that's, and, and I encourage you guys to finish reading this article because it pretty much shows how we're justified by faith in God and by a life following Jesus who gave us way to the Father. It's not by our own works. It's by surrendering to his works. You see, when we do things of a righteous man, it's not our works. It's the works of the father. And so now I want to go to Romans four. And this is Paul writing. Verses three and five. And it's talking about Abraham. It says, for what does scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as a debt. And in other translations, it says that wages are obligated to the man who works. But in verse 5, it says, But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. And so what is that saying? It's saying... It's it's saying that Abraham, when he laid his son down, he was awarded in his he was living a righteous life. He was awarded God's righteousness, but it wasn't because of his action of laying his son down, it was his faith in God. The action was just a result of the faith. And so what I'm what I'm trying to get out here is, is that our actions, the things that we do are not what's bringing righteousness. It's dedicating our actions and our lives to God's will and to biblical standards. That's where righteousness will seep out onto this earth. And so where I want to tie it into with the church and as believers is this. I have been seeing it through corporate America. We've been seeing it in politics. We've seen it in um, society. We've seen it in All different landscapes. And the bad thing is, is it's now even in its way in the church. The problem that we're seeing in today's church is that people think that they're right outside of what the Bible says, they think they're right and they pervert the word of God to give examples of how they believe. So they say, you know, they'll they'll take scripture and say, see, this is what I mean, and and scripture says this. And so the thing is is we can we can take any one verse and make it say whatever we want to. I've I've seen people do it my whole life. You know, a lot of us do it to be honest, and sometimes it doesn't come from you know, bad intention. It could be just misunderstanding, but I think a lot of times it does come from bad intention. When you when you pervert scripture to say that homosexuality is wrong, you're wrong or excuse me, to say that homosexuality is not wrong, you're wrong in that. If you're a pastor of a church or you're a believer or whatever and you're saying that homosexuality is okay because Scripture says this, you're wrong. If you use it for anything in the LGBTQ, if you use it for abortion, if you use it for any of these things, which I hear it all the time, it's wrong. And so why did I name this episode Seeking Righteousness? Because when you seek righteousness, what that means is you're seeking the will of the Father. You're seeking God's will for your life. You're seeking more scripture. You're seeking more prayer. You're seeking more worship. If, if, if you're a believer, if you're a pastor of a church, a, the church body as a whole, we have to seek righteousness. Jesus talks about it in Matthew 6, 33 and 34. And again, this is Jesus talking. And he's talking to people who were worried about you know They ask the questions, what am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? What are we going to eat? And so Jesus responds to all of them and says, starting in verse 32 actually, it says, For after all these things Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows the things that you need. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. So even Jesus is saying that outside of these things, outside of the, the troubles that you see in the world, outside of the, the questions that you may have, Jesus says, seek him first. Seek the kingdom first in his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. These things will be taken care of. Don't worry about it. And so I think it's important as believers and as the church to seek Righteousness and righteousness, and don't seek to be right. Seek righteousness, seek the Father's will for your life, and all these things will be added to you. And so, I just want to encourage you guys as you live your lives, as we go out into the world, as we go out into corporate America, and as we go out to the schools and through churches and all these things, is to seek righteousness, seek God's will for your life, dive into the Word. Dive into prayer, dive into worship, meditate on the word, and all these things shall be added to you. I appreciate you tuning in this week, guys. I hope that this encourages someone. I hope that this helps you guys out. If you like what you hear, as usual, please share it with your friends and your families. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review. You can email us at tyler.faithoverfear at gmail.com if you have any prayer requests or you just Want to communicate that's cool too So I appreciate it, guys I love you guys be blessed this week And seek righteousness <laughs>